0: What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dollars Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had a great week in golf. Uh, couldn't tell you who the winner is because nobody gave Murray. a shit about him. But congrats to Grayson Murray. What'd you think of the golf week?
1: Well, let me tell you. Anytime you're gonna watch golf in Hawaii, it's gonna be awesome. I loved watching it. Playoff, from what you told me, I was in uh, snowmageddon out here in Iowa and. Basically, I've just tried to watch PGA Tour Twitter highlights to get the grasp of what the final round was like. Grayson Murray, congratulations. Instead of beating trees and throwing your clubs into ponds, I guess you're collecting trophies now. So good for you.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a really interesting playoff situation. It was uh, Keegan Bradley, Benny on, and Grayson Murray. Uh, He just hurts me to say his name. Um, If you would have looked at the tee shots and told me that Grayson Murray was going to win the first playoff hole, I would have said that you were smoking crack. Um, There was just no shot. The guy clipped a tree 25 yards in front of the tee box. What? Yeah, he clipped the tree right at the front of the tee box, magically went straight through it, um ended up in a perfect spot and then and then proceeded to end up like 50 yards in front of the green and then make a nice 25 footer for birdie. Um, Keegan Bradley blew one left from his second shot into the grandstands, which I still don't understand how people can just like casually blow it into the grandstands and not get more penalties. It, I don't, like that part of golf for me is always going to be really weird. Wait, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 let's let's pause. You said they should get a
0: penalty for going in the grandstands. I, I think if you hit a shot so poorly, you blow it twenty yards into the grandstands, that there should be some sort of a a penalty to that. Not necessarily a stroke penalty. Again, if you play with your buddies and you can't hit it past ladies' tees, you got to drop your pants and walk off to the next ball.
1: On um, 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 front tees.
0: All right, front 2024. tees. 2024. Sorry, front tees. You're right. On the PGA Tour, if you're blowing it 20 yards into a grandstand, you don't need a stroke penalty, but we need some sort of consolation in terms of like, hey, you screwed up. Like, you got to pay five grand to charity because you blew it 20 yards in the grandstand. so you
1: can't? Well, first of all, 20 yards in the grandstand. The if you've ever been to a PGA Tour event, which I know most people listening to a golf podcast have. Those grandstands are three yards off greens and yeah, some of that's an four issue. Four yards off fairways. I mean, the fact that more people don't get smacked by a golf ball at 100 miles an hour is ridiculous. But I'm glad you clarified it wasn't a stroke penalty because those aren't natural by any means.
0: No, 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 no. And I'm not talking stroke penalty. I, it's more of a uh, it's more of a of a player penalty in the sense that I you know I want you to have to feel the the pain. I think that they the, do that the everyday, yeah that the everyday golfer feels. Uh, but admittedly, I also, it's PGA Tour, maybe back those grandstands up like five or ten yards. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be that close to the green. Um, but he blew it in and then missed the putt. And then on seems to not want to hit three-footers into the yeah, hole. Just he,
1: the cup. he missed the cup by an inch. That was yeah. horrific.
0: Yeah, it was one of the ugliest uh, ugliest playoff extending putts I've seen of all time. Benion extends his playoff record to 0-3. Uh, which is just great. Grayson Murray, I think, is now two and zero in the playoffs, which is weird. Um, and then Keegan is like two and four, maybe two and five. He's he's all across the board. Um, outside of those three, there were a lot of other interesting golfers. Was there anybody that kind of stood out to you this week, Jack, in terms of you know play? And obviously, we can dig into things a little bit later because we had some we had a pretty good week, all things considered.
1: Pretty good. We had an awesome week, but uh-huh. getting into it. Interesting, as in it's weird to see Carl Yuan, Emiliano Grillo, yep. and Matthew Pavan at the top of a leaderboard. Um, more importantly, Taylor Montgomery tied for 13th. Don't know what happened. We'll get into it because I yep. we have some stuff on him. But it was really interesting to see some of those guys. Um, shout out Stuart Sink, T24. Talk about, you know, he's an old guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was weird to see guys miss it like Sahith. That was really confusing to me because that was one of the guys that, and and trust me, I know golf. We've all played golf. You know, it just takes one shot to derail your round and it kind of steamrolls. But it was really weird to see him not be able to capitalize. I mean, he was in really good spots all day Friday. And he was, you know, pitching wedge to an eight iron in, and he was leaving him just off green or 40-foot putts the whole day. He was just not, he wasn't able to score and capitalize and it was just weird to watch. but
0: Yeah, the uh, it, it, it was a weird week, all things considered. I, th- I think the moment I realized this was going to be a strange tournament was on Friday when it was like 10 p.m. and everybody was doing the cut sweat. It, it, there was about 20 guys at T-65. And Joel Damon had the chance to take the bump li- or bump the cut line from minus two to minus three. On 18, again, par five. Easily some of the most, arguably, I guess, maybe some of the easiest par fives on tour, depending on who you ask. And he lipped out, I think, on a three-footer. And for those of you who follow him on Twitter or have seen his interview, yes,
1: he has mentioned that a lot of players owe him a nice dinner.
0: Yeah, so he he added in about 20 guys into the cut line. So I think that really kind of adjusted the weekend for a lot of people. Um, I think if the cut line went to minus three, you lost half a dozen big names. I know Corey Connors is one of them just because I had him in a few lineups. Um, I think Eric Cole was another one. Um, so there was at least probably four or five, six guys. Yeah, at for that reference, was
1: 81 people that made the cut, just for reference. Instead of 65 in ties, it turned out to be 81.
0: Yeah, so I think it really kind of changed the way the week was. and and the, and the moment that happened and all those people made the cut – I knew we were kind of due for for a funky week, but made it work. Um, All right. Do you want to get into DraftKings and FanDuel?
1: No, I just want to have one comment really quick. Um, Hunter Larson, Mm. in a two-day total, shot 27 over. Now, I say this as a cocky, (laughs) arrogant 25-year-old. I'd like to think that I would have done better than that
0: let's just say you you were d1 you played d1 d1 golf all right Hey listen yeah just for reference
1: i know everybody that does podcasting and betting thinks they're an expert or whatnot right now on my handicap i'm about a plus four and a half now granted that's playing midwest courses and not you know kapalua and augusta and all these places I'd like to think that if I went 81-81, that's not yeah. being arrogant and saying I'm going four under. 81-81, come on, 27 over.
0: That's- your, your, your plus four and a half does have some some PGA style courses. You, you've, you've included in Deer Run, you know, uh, TPC Deer Run, which is in Illinois, and you've played there a bunch so that's included a little bit in there there's there's some legitimate style courses in there you're not playing oh yeah we're not playing the 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 casual par three par three course let's be clear on that as well but yeah that that was that was brutal i saw that one on the bottom of the uh the leaderboard i was like like, everybody on twitter is going to realize that they can go pro now now that this guy shot like plus 27 so
1: 167 that's i mean that's that's ridiculous that's Almost eighty-four around. Think about that.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was it was, it was a tough one for sure. Um, but all right, let's let, let's talk DraftKings. Let's talk about the guys that that made the cut and did well this week.
1: Yeah, DraftKings and Fanduel. I pretty much had the same lineup. Um, a couple. I mean, when I say a couple, I mean it's pretty much just one or two guys that flipped. But you know, main guys being Ludwig, Sahith, Eric Cole, Akshay. Rio Hisasune, and then I had Denny McCarthy and EVR. Um won in every double up, lost in every single entry. Um, based on everything I do. I mean in, in peanuts, I lost like two dollars. That's really it's not a bad yeah. week in terms of DFS when your number one guy Sahith loses in both
0: Yeah. Uh Sahith was I'm I'm sure a big casualty for a lot of people in terms of DFS lineups. Um for my DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, I, I went 11 for 12. The only guy I missed was Ryan Moore on FanDuel, who missed a cut on the number. Um, but again, everybody else for me ended up making the cut. Um, I had Eric Cole in both lineups, T13. I had Akshay Bhatti in both lineups, T13. I had Benny on in both lineups, T13. Uh, I had Siwoon in both lineups, T42. Um, I had Rio, T30. I had Corey Connors, T57. And I had Alex Noren, T42. So again, I had a bunch of guys in the top 20. So in in DraftKings, I think I was top. I think I might have finished like 150th out of about 3,000 people. You were top 78 going into Sunday because I remember you saying that. Yeah, I ended up falling a little bit. Um, I think because Benny on didn't end up winning too, that also hurt me. I finished right around 150th out of about 3,000 people on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, I was a little closer to the to the base number, but I won on double ups and single entries for, for both DraftKings and FanDuel pretty, go. good week for, for, pretty good week for me. All things considered. I've been a bit on a bit of a heater. I think I've had two total missed cuts out of my last, like three tournaments. Um, although I'm not counting the hero and the, 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 the fluky ones that's RSM century. Well, not century even. Sony.
1: No, not RSM either. You're thinking Grant Thornton.
0: I'm talking about the last three that had cuts. It was RSM sony and then another whatever other one's in there that also has a line.
1: and then grant thornton's the dual one so it wouldn't have mattered anyway
0: oh you're right maybe I'm maybe i'm thinking century and i'm just not thinking a cut line regardless i've been on a bit of a heater uh in terms of in terms of draft kings and FanDuel. so we'll see what happens this week i got real lucky because i didn't include you know ludwig and sahith and last week so we just got to continue that
1: i love it man and uh unfortunately unfortunately we'll pop over to bets um this is the first week this year well 2024 first week in a while here we're seeing some negative numbers out of you but none of them were bad losses so tell me about that
0: yeah um i i did five bets again i was i i was doing well so i got a little arrogant to add in a couple extra bets um turns out it didn't do the best for me um I had Matt Kuchar, top 20, plus 200. I, turns out I just picked the wrong old guy. Um, you know, there was a ton of other old guys that ended up playing better than that, so that was a loss. I had Siwoo Kim, top 40, at plus 110. That was a loss. He finished T42, um, so that sucks. I think he bogeyed 18, too. That's the worst part. Um, I had Eric Cole, top 40, at, plus, at minus 150. That was a win. I had Justin Rose, top 40, at minus 110, and he finished tied 56th, I want to say.
1: Started strong,
0: though. He started strong. He looked great for a while. He just fell apart. Um, so that was a loss. And then I had uh, Eric Van Ruyen at the top South African. He just had to beat Garrick Higo. Um, that was minus 125. That was a win. Which, so,
1: if Garrick Higo, first of all, for anybody that doesn't know, because they weren't really showing it, made, like, what do you say, birdie, and then had a miraculous eagle on the 36 hole just to make the cut.
0: Yeah, so so, uh, Garrick Higgo on Friday on 17 was plus one, um, birdied the par 3 17th, and then went in and eagled the par 5 18th to make the cut on the number. Um, so if I would have lost that, I probably would have thrown something. Um, fortunately, fortunately, didn't end up batting, mattering. Uh, Eric Van Reen beat him by about twelve strokes at the end of the day because Higo, I think, shot plus seven on the weekends. It happens. Yep. So down one point five three units. Um, so oh, now on I'm cur- on the week. Um, so I'm currently uh, positive six point seven seven units on the year.
1: Let's go. Now we'll get to the money shot, ladies and gentlemen. If you just remotely followed my picks. You just put a down payment on your home. You're welcome. Let's just run through this really quick. Let's just first of all, I'm gonna start with pod picks. So I'm gonna put a little plug in here. Corey Connors top 30 loss. Sahith Thagala, top 40 loss, unfortunately. Eric Cole top 40, minus 140, that was a winner. We had Akshay Bhatia, T40, minus 105, that was a winner. Rio Hisasune, top 40, plus 150, that was a winner. Will Zalatoris to be 39th or worse, minus 110 easiest w ever we saw that after like the third shot of the day i'm like all right we're good sahith Thigawa over will zalatoris minus 110 10 unit play plus 9.9 units up 11.98 units on the week 27.29 overall on the 2024 pga tour season ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies you are welcome
0: yeah, there you go. That uh, the, the, the Sahih over Willie pick ended up uh, really working out quite well for you, uh, pun intended. There. I was gonna throw it
1: because, and I we we uh we text all the time throughout golf, whatnot. I was afraid they were gonna void it because they both missed the cut. I logged on to Bet365. I got the little notification that it hit. Uh, my shoulders dropped three inches off my
0: body. I was so relieved. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Uh, needless to say, Sahit didn't exactly come out firing, but uh, he 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 played better than like the third worst guy in the field. So, oh, <laughs> that's goodness all he gracious. Needed. And then, a uh, little sorry. shameless
1: plug, because I have to do it for the culture. For those of you who are just tuning into the podcast or whatnot, appreciate it. We uh, we love you guys all. Last year at this time, I started doing what we called extra picks which obviously we're recording this on Monday afternoon, evening, whatever time of the world you are Monday. We only have the initial picks that are just barely released by the books. After this, Tuesday and Wednesday, they release a crap more load bets, matchups, missed cut lines, um, some other additional lines that you may see. Last year I did additional. If you followed any of the bets on Twitter, you would be up, 17.58 17.58 additional units on those plays. So 29 point or excuse me, 27.29 overall on pod picks this year, 44.77 units up on overall plays on golf podcast. I told you I'm going for a hundred. We might hit this by fricking April at this rate. I was gonna say we
0: might get it by the masters. So it could be worse. Um, all right. We're going winners picture wild cards first. well, I was gonna say, go go follow us on Turn Dogs Pod if you want oh, those extra it. plays
1: because that's nasty. That's that's a down payment right there if you're betting.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the decision. We're we going to wild picks first. Uh, for mine, I had Rio hit Sasune, uh, T20 a plus 400. That was a loss. He finished tied 30th. So, and all all things considered, I'm not mad at at that play for me. I mean, 10, ten spots off of hitting a plus 400, especially for a wild pick. That, that that that's a chance I'm willing to take.
1: Oh yeah. You can't be mad. It, it, it looked good. Then it looked bad and then it looked great. And then it looked yep. okay. And it was just a long, long winded process. Um, all things considered, I'm really happy with Rio's performance, but that just may be a little bit of me.
0: No, I think it worked out. Well, I think he's an interesting choice this week as well for the American express because of how well he played last week. Uh, but unfortunately I think his price point also reflects his finish. So we'll we'll see.
1: Yeah. And then uh, mine, Denny McCarthy, T20 or better. He finished 24th. Unfortunately, that was a a loss here as well. Um, All things considered, he was fine. He just withdrew due to an unknown injury um, this week. So adjust your lineups accordingly. So it was interesting
0: to see, but he shot 66 on Sunday. So we gave it a good whirl. There you go. Um, and then, and then for winner's picks, I almost had it, but Jack, how how's your winner's picks do? Well,
1: I started off with, <laughs> um, tells you everything you didn't know. And then I had Akshay Bhatia who obviously did tremendous and I'm not going to be upset at that. Um, at 60 to one. Um, so, but I'll take that.
0: Yeah. T13 there out of Akshay could, could have been, could have been much worse. You're very ha- happy if you play him at that rate. Uh, for me, I had Justin Rose, who, again, started great, then looked awful, who finished T57. Um, I also had Benny on who finished T2nd and had a chance in the playoffs. So that's why I'm a little sad today. Um, I had a chance to get the first winner of 2024. Um, but again, if you're getting a T2 and all you used is, is you know, Ben on, you're pretty fucking stoked <laughs> for, yeah. your, uh, for your for your one-and-dones, by all means. That's a fact. I don't know when you're using Benny on and you're getting second place again, it's going to be few and far between. So hopefully you guys followed along with that one. Cause that one, he was my main guy. I highlighted.
1: Yeah. And if you did EW, which is winner and placement, you definitely yeah. got some money back depending on how you play that. For
0: sure. Um, all right. Any, anything else you want to talk about here with Sony? Or are we going to American express?
1: Yeah, I'm ready for Amex. Um, it's definitely an interesting field. It's pretty loaded. Um, All things considered, but some guys, I mean, not to keep bringing up Liv, John Rom would have been awesome to watch here. You know, some of those guys that left before the merger, who knows what the heck goes along with the merger? Who knows if that'll even happen anymore? Who the heck knows? But um, it would be nice to see some more guys here. All things considered, you still have Scotty, Xander, Cantley, JT, and more up here at the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's, it's an interesting field. Admittedly, the, the American Express is not my, my favorite event of the year, at least yeah. in terms of betting and draftings. Uh, so here, I'll get into some details, and I'll kind of explain to you guys why. Uh, so again, we're playing the Amex. This is in California. Uh, we're actually playing on three different courses. Only one of them really has data associated with it. Um, so when you do your research, if you pull anything up for it, there's a good chance it's only going to pull up for the one course as opposed to the all three.
1: Reasoning because they play that um, on Sunday.
0: Games. Yes.
1: So they play it twice.
0: Yes. Um, as far as par and distance goes, all three of them are par seventy twos. They're all approximately seventy two hundred yards. Um, you know, one might be like seventy one thirty five or something like that. But but y- y- you get the gist. They're about seventy two hundred yards. Uh, last year's winner was John Rahm. Um, this tournament has is known for having some of the smallest greens on tour, with two of the three courses ranking fifth and sixth in terms of smallest on tour. Um, this tournament is also different because there's a cut on Saturday as opposed to Friday, so winning lineups are going to look much different than normal, um, and players that miss the cut will still like they'll make up they'll make less the penalty. In your DraftKings and your FanDuel, so you can be a little bit more aggressive. You know, if you can get, again, I'll just say it because it's they're up top. If you can get Scotty and Patrick in there, and you got to get one guy at six thousand baseline, even if you you know misses the cut on the number, it won't really affect it too much, especially if Cantley and Scheffler are both like, you know, top five. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, this was the tournament where John Rom famously called it a fucking putting contest. Uh, so keep that in mind when you're looking into your details. He, this was the course where he said that, you know, the the putting is really sporadic like that. What's up?
1: Uh, nothing. Um, I will tell you in a little bit because I just got some great news.
0: Okay, there you go. Um, there's a few guys that you'll, you're going to want to keep an eye on, uh, specifically this week, who are going to have some injury challenges in the past. Uh, Daniel Berger is playing in this tournament. He's a fan favorite. His return is super anticipated. Uh, expectations are going to be a little cautious of him this week um, because he was just coming off injury. This is his first event since the U.S. Open in 2022.
1: Yeah, for reference, um, if you're looking much like me for any type of notification of his finishing position or missed cut lines, I love (laughs) Daniel Berger. He's awesome. Bet the under. Let me just put it that way
0: yeah it the, the first tournament back, I wouldn't exactly throw the uh, throw the house on him,
1: yeah, just um, for just to add another note about that really quickly, they're projecting the winning score to be around twenty seven under. So your first round back in competition, trying to get to a, a rough number because it's Saturday, fifteen under that's you know sixty seven, three days in a row, and your first comeback that's just highly unlikely,
0: yeah. The um, second guy is Will Zalatoris. Again, his performance at the Sony Open showed a little bit of promise. Um, he actually did have decent approach on Friday. Um, unfortunately, he was already, like, plus six on Thursday, so he didn't really stand a chance of ever getting back into the, the cut line at that point. Um, his, his rustiness on the short game... That is extremely noticeable. Um, keep that in mind if you if you can't play Bettingham this week. I know last week he was like the fifth most expensive guy in the field. This week they dropped him down. I want to say he's like 8,500 or so on DraftKings, um, so we can get into him later. Uh, finally, uh, Gary Woodland, again, still coming off brain surgery. His game still kind of finding footing. Uh, approach play seems solid, but his consistency is kind of going to be in question. Um, Listen, you know how
1: much rust was on that guy? I I was so impressed with his performance. I know I just said the opposite about Daniel Berger and Will Zalatoris, but that was so impressive. The emotions that you could see going through him on the first tee, how he held the club and hit a drive was remarkable to me.
0: I, I, I do think it's a little bit of the expectation. I think we expect more out of Zalatoris and Berger. And we expect less out of Woodland, which is why we find. Hey,
1: Woodland's impressive. a major champion, man.
0: I, I understand, but I think I think you, you can also agree that that Woodland is no longer, you know, twenty five to thirty two, and so I think there's this expectation where it's like, yeah, like Gary Woodland was won a major, but like, he's not the same, necessarily, that he has to be when he was winning the major. Um, just realize approach play is going to be crucial at this event, especially from one hundred seventy five yards to two hundred plus. Uh, par five scoring and the ability to make Eagles could be a difference maker. Um, and then good drives and accuracy off the team matter, given the the amount of hazards and bunkers that are on this course. So, all right, I talked a lot on there. Uh, do you have Do you have anything to say on that, or do you want to get it right into the DraftKings?
1: You know, thing I was going to say is I think a lot of the times that when we get on DFS, we kind of argue that you should probably have one of the top three guys you can aggressively get Two of the higher 9K guys. I think this is a field and an event. You have to get one of the top four guys. I think it's just
0: it's pertinent. Oh. Okay. Uh interesting. I, I didn't know where you were gonna get the cutoff at because I I was trying to think of it as well. Um, but that's interesting. You said top four guys. Okay. Um, all right, we're gonna base everything off of the the DraftKings prices. Um, but we'll do, we'll loop in Scotty Scheffler, who's eleven thousand four hundred with the other three guys in the 10K range. Uh, with the bottom being Sungjae Im at 10100 Jack, what do you think of this range, and who are you looking at?
1: Yeah, first of all, I think this is the first time um, this year that I think they priced it perfectly. Um, I think all four guys deserve to be there. I think the pricing, at least on the upper echelon of guys, is really accurate. Um, nothing's out of the ordinary, because you could put Scotty at 12 Im was just weird at the end of last year, but I think they really did a good job. I think that this is a, like I just said 30 seconds ago, you got to get one of these four guys in there. Yeah, I know it's so easy to say, but I think there's a good chance that we're going to see one of these guys in a final pairing on Sunday. I mean, Scotty Scheffler, world number one. His last two starts have been one and five. I mean, he's going to go out there. He had, at the end of last year, losing shots on the field. But what have we seen in the last two events? He switched up the putter. He worked with a new coach. Now, granted, he's not going to go out there and be a top 20 putter in the world. I don't think that's just reasonable. But an event that he can go, and think about this. This is what we kind of said about Will Zalatoris, but, I mean, this is to the 10th degree. This guy can go out there and shoot 65 on every given day while losing shots with putting.
0: Yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, you could argue his putting has gotten marginally better as well. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's, it's exponentially improved by any means. Well listen i, I for his, standards. Starting, for he his standard, basically yes. he went from a
1: left-handed putter as a right-handed golfer to a right-handed putter as a right-handed golfer now he was losing I think at the end of would they say at the end of um October or august one of those he was losing half a shot around yeah. think about that
0: yeah, yeah he, he was he was losing about five strokes putting per tournament yeah that's that's that was pr- probably no, a standard no, no two shots around per turn or two shots per tournament
1: on the field, and he was shooting sixty six and placing top fives. That's for those of you who do not think that's like two shots, whatever, that's insane for the PGA tour. That is insane.
0: yeah, it's it, it's a little crazy. Uh, the the biggest challenge is just get, making sure you can get up to his price. Um, I, I do think there's a pretty significant shelf of players that you kind of want to try and stay above. Again, especially because this is a, a cut on Saturday. Um, so taking Scotty Scheffler really limits your ability to get, you know, more guys on that shelf. But there's a good likelihood he's probably gonna finish top ten. So yeah. what well, so, they talk
1: about last year. I mean, he had like 12 straight top 10 starts or top 12 starts. Like it was more likely that he got top twelve than any other spot
0: on the golf course. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little crazy. Uh, so the biggest, that, that, that's your biggest thing. It's, it's, do I pay up and basically guarantee myself one top 12 guy or do I try and find, you know, three other guys that are all going to be top 20? Yeah. It's, it, it's the 50 50 that you got to play. Um, he's going to be fairly popular, but not, I have a gut feeling you won't be the most expensive guy. Um, as far as I'm going to, I'm going to continue to move on to Xander and Patrick Cantlay. Um, they kind of give me yin and yang vibes on this course. I think they're both going to be extremely good. Uh, Patrick Cantlay owns three top 10 finishes here. He's finished second, ninth, tied ninth and tied 26th. Um, and that's including the runner up. That was three years ago. Now, um, he played well at Kapalua. He finished tied 12th. Um, so he's got solid form enough coming in. And now that he's actually played outside of the Ryder cup, I feel a little better about going to him. Um, This is his kind of a tournament. Um, again, this is actually a pro-am. So you're going to get a lot of the, you, you know, I, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, Steph Curry, Tony Romo.
1: Hot take. I think it's stupid, but that's just because I'm a 25-year-old old head.
0: Well, and, and, and so, again, it's going to be a lot of uh, very slow golf because of all these celebrities that are playing the tournament. Which falls exactly what into Patrick Cantlay loves to do, which is yeah, he's not going to get in his head. Slow. He's
1: just yeah. going to, he, he's in his own. He's literally in his own world out there for better, for worse. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, so this will fit Patrick Cantley's style extremely well. Um, I think that he probably has top 12 potential, just like Scotty Scheffler this week um, at this kind of an event. Uh, Xander Shoffley, again, same concept. He's played great here in the past. I don't have his numbers specifically in front of me in terms of finishes, it's a, it's a lot of top twenties, some top thirties. He fits the course. Well, it's California guy with California course. I don't blame you getting, getting to him here, but I do think that he's kind of sandwiched between, in my opinion, probably the top two golfers at this field. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for going away from him either. I don't think he'll be very heavily owned, which will be nice if you want to, you know, make a turn or making a make a lineup that's different from everybody else wow i couldn't get that word out but yeah if you wanted your line be different start with xander
1: yeah plus he's also butter with everything
0: like there's not yeah. a weakness in his game for letter for back or worse for sure uh last one we have in this range is sung jim um so Sungjae- finally
1: looks good again
0: yeah, Sung Im is starting to look good. Um, and again, he's played here five times, and every every time he has finished between tied 10th and tied 18th, um, which is crazy to me. Um, so if you are feeling spicy, you could actually do a Sung Im top 20 bet. And I'm sure it's possible. Which, last time I checked, it was positive. Yeah. I, it's not crazy positive. I want to say it's like plus one ten, maybe plus one oh five. Uh, but the fact that it's positive odds and he's always finished better than tied 18th here should give you a little bit of fortune. So again, I think he's he's the discounted price in this range. Well, he's more or less has a similar style of what Scotty and Cantlay are going to give you.
1: I agree, and okay. it's just, it's weird to see Sungjae M play well because at the end of last year, man, it looked like he was going to the corn fairy.
0: Yeah, he lo- he looked awful. Um we'll we'll say that, but again, this is now that he's playing a little better, this is the kind of course he loves. So, I'm I'm big on Sungjae this week. Uh, do you have a top 3 in this range?
1: Yeah, I would say for me, um, it, I think it's Cantley, Scotty,
0: Shoffley. Oh, okay. I was going to go uh Cantley, Scotty, Sungjae. I just think for me, in terms of DFS,
1: not placement or anything more than that, yeah. if you just take a look at categorical odds, let's just call it 15th, 15th place. It's category categorically safer that Xander Shoffley has a higher probability than Jay to place that 15th and get those points in terms of DFS. Now, risk rewards another thing, but if you're just looking for safety, which has always been my kind of thing with DFS, just get the bottom of the leaderboard, see the green bar and collect your money, call it a day.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't blame me on that one. Again, I just think I think I think this could be a really good week for Sungjae. Um All right, into the nine K range we go. We are starting up top with Tom Kim at 9,900, all the way down to Chris Kirk at 9,000. Overrated. <clears throat> uh,
1: Chris Kirk should not be this highly priced, even though he's performed super well this year. I don't think this course. Suits him as well as the last two, but that's just hot take on my end. Um, Two guys that I'm actually genuinely excited for this week, which number one is really weird at the end of last year. You know, how I talked about them, Justin Thomas. His last three starts have all been top five, two in the PGA tour, one in the world tour. Again, one was the hero, but it's still a loaded field. I think if you finished inside the top 10, there, it proves something bottom 10, you know, you're kind of just there, you know, working on something, whatnot, you know, whatever. But yeah. Justin Thomas, man, he's he's played some really good golf. We've watched him really perform. I think he was really pissed at himself at the end of last year. And I think he said, screw everything. Dad, come over here. Let's put in headphones and let's work a nine to five on the range and figure this out. And I think he did. He's three top tens and has only three events of the year. Actually, all top fives. He has looked so good. 9,800, it's a little bit elevated in a price point that I may look at in terms of a safety valve. But, I mean, below him is Jason Day, who just looks out of left field compared to his finishes. Yeah. Now, with that being said, um, the other guy I really like in this field, and it's because he's popular and because he's a fan and he's a Lululemon sponsor now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he has looked so good. and In his last five starts across the world, he has two wins. Think about
0: that. They're all top, all top 15s, too, in those Correct. five starts. Um, and he, yeah, and he won at the uh, Fortnite Australian PGA t- Championship on DP World Tour.
1: Yeah, here's his last five. Three, one, 15, six, one. And you're giving me 9,500 on that? That's like, okay. um, who was it on Live that won like three times in seven starts that were like, you have to put him in your lineup? Um, why am I blanking on it? You liked him on the PGA Tour a lot, righty?
0: I liked a lot of guys. in oh, show. <laughs> You can, you can look into it. I'm going to rattle off a few of the guys I like. I'm just going to um, yell at whatever you're talking. That's fine. Uh, I'm also a big, big fan of Min Woo Lee this week. Um, again, he hasn't been playing on PGA tour, um, but he has been playing, which is an important factor in my eyes. Uh, so I'm very comfortable. Taylor, Gooch. Him. Taylor Goosh. That's right. Cause his last name is hilarious. That's what it is. Um, so I, I'm a fan of Manuli as well. Uh, the other guy I'll mention in this range, he's a little terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Tony Finau. Um, he didn't play that great at the century. T-38. He finished fourth at the Hero. Uh, but here are his finishes here. T-16, T-40, fourth place, T-14, T-11. So he's got good finishes. I mean, outside of the one T-40. But... It, it, all things considered, he tends to play well at this style of an event. I don't hate it if you want to be different this week. Um, but uh, much like Jack, I am a big Minwoo Lee fan going into this tournament. Um, last guy I'll mention, Tom Kim. This was a part of the year when Tom Kim was on a heater last year. I want to say he finished top top 10, maybe top 5 here. Uh, so this is the kind of tournament that he could do really well in. Uh, I agree with Jack. Chris Kirk is overrated. What's really interesting, Jack, is to start the year, uh, both Chris Kirk and I already forgot his name from who won Sony because he's so uneventful to me. Grayson Murray. Grayson Murray. Both of them have gone sober. So they're they both don't drink and they both won on the PGA Tour these, these first two weeks. Hey, if you're looking for a trend. It's, it's very interesting. I don't know who does it this week, but it's, uh, keep that in mind. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the sober option is the option to pick in terms of winner's pick. So super funny like that. Um, all right. Anybody else stand out to here? Do you have, do you have a top three you want to give?
1: One other thing I want to point out is over the course of Jason day, he has 28 rounds, um, in this event, he loses half a shot on the field in putting stats. And if this turns into an effing putting contest, as John Rahm has said over the last couple of years, 9,600 is an extremely high price for a guy that's losing that many shots around on putting.
0: Yeah, I think he's a very uh, dangerous option to get to for sure. Um, I like basically the three names around him way more than him in in terms of Tom Kim, JT, or Min Woo. Uh, But again, I think think Min Woo is probably one for me. Um, I'd maybe go Tom Kim too. Um and then it's it's between Justin Thomas and maybe Finau for me on three.
1: I think it's um, Justin Thomas for me, Min yeah. Wooley, and then Tom Kim.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Uh, All right. Also, breaking news, Seamus Power has just withdrawn from the Amex. Um, that might be news to everybody, including Liam, who just sighed. Um, and then Denny McCarthy also withdrew earlier this morning. Eric Barnes and Brunson Burgoon will get the new spots in the field.
0: Damn it. All right. Uh, into the 8 range we go. I'm going to list this off and then let Jack run with it. Well, I try if, panic run here real quick. Um, so we are starting off Wyndham Clark at 8,900. All right. So he's starting to fall off a little, but we no longer have him as like the third most expensive guy. It's about time. Um, and then on the bottom at 8K we have Daniel Berger, who we kind of talked about up top. Jack, what are you looking at this? Don't week? go ban Daniel Berger. Don't go betting
1: Daniel Berger. Don't go. If you, if you bet Daniel Berger, if I get one mention on my Twitter and I see a DFS or a bet, or whatever the heck is that has Daniel Berger in it, that's criminal, because it's been over a year and a half since he played professional golf. With that being said, let's take a look at why in the heck Eric Cole is here at 8,800? Am am I reading that right? Should that be 9,800? DraftKings? Hello? Um, He's just, I don't know, on DraftKings, shows seven of eight cuts made. The only missed cut he had was in April of last year on the Corn Ferry, so I'm not sure why in the heck that's there. His last five finishes are 13, 14, 3-2-3. Guy's on a heater. Guy is a machine. Rookie of the year. He's, I guess, 36 now. He's a monster. I don't know why the heck he's in the 8K field um, when Jason Day is up there in 9K. That's a different story. Eric Cole, monster machine. Go after him. Cam Davis. Cam Davis has been just on an absolute heater outside of the century, where I bet him relentlessly and it didn't work out in my favor. But you know, thirtieth at the Sony had one or two bad shots that cost him a couple you know doubles and whatnot. But other than that, he's seen um, three top fifteens in his last five events. So he's doing really well at eighty four hundred um, little fact about Adam Hadwin, I know you probably see this and saw him at the Sony, saw him um, miss the cut on the number by one. His last two before that were 14 and a runner up, and he has the highest strokes gain total out of anyone in this field that's not in the top 10 of the official world golf rankings on the specific course. Um, He actually, on average, finishes at 12.6 here over the course of the last decade. So little known fact.
0: Yeah, um, some some of that information is interesting because I actually l- liked it a lot as well. Um, I had, I liked Adam Hadwin, and I had it listed as – I just listed his finishes. It was T18, T25, T32, and T2, his last four starts here. Um, so he really plays well here. He's got some of the best course history in the field. Um, Siwoo Kim is a bit of a similar concept. Um, I'm, I'm always a, a little worried about him, but he rates out really well at the style of the course. Average
1: finish here. 16.6 over yeah, the last he, decade.
0: Yep. T 22, T 11. He won about three years ago. He withdrew the year before he won. Um, and then was T 40 before that. Um, so that's a viable option. I know you talked about Eric Cole. I have to assume so, cause he's legitimately the greatest golfer in this range. I don't know why he doesn't get more credit. He's going to be extremely popular. It does not matter. Um uh, just stick to him. It's gonna work out well for you. Um, I'm gonna mention Akshay just cause again, he's been playing great recently. Um he's got some of some of the most play in terms of, of consistently playing on tour in the field.
1: And his putting's uh, been great.
0: His his putting has been great and he's always been known as a great ball striker and solid approach play. Uh, so that's a that's a solid option Let me this just week. throw
1: this out there. The one negative with his game though. Um, is his fantasy point average is not as high as it could be for the range. Yeah, I know it's not necessarily the biggest factor in the world, but if you're deciding between him and $100 more and Adam Hadwin, who just said his average finish here at the last decade was 12, it's a big number to look at.
0: Yeah. Um, the last one I'll mention is, is Andrew Putnam right at uh... – yeah, at 8,000. Good. I was like, wait, was he 7,900? No, he's 8,000. Um, Andrew Putnam, I have his finishes here as well T36, T14, T21, T10, T34. I love him for top 40 odds. <clears throat> cough, cough. You'll look. Uh, but he's there at 8,000. I think he's great in terms of this lineup. He's kind of a, a Sung J M light. You know, I, ca- I talked earlier yeah. about Sung J M finishing 10th to basically 10th to 20th. Um, Andrew Putnam is 2,000. DK dollars cheaper and he basically is gonna to finish top forty. That that's kind of where it tells you in this in this field. Um, so I think he's a viable option, especially if you can get him to be your fourth guy in your in your field. Fifth guy, if you're really getting crazy like that. I don't know how I don't know how cheap you can get in terms of, of mindsets you can get him. But if he's your fifth guy, then you're you're crushing it. You're cruising. So, yeah. Um, all right. I just rattled off a lot of guys there. Do you have any thought on Montgomery? I know Montgomery kind of popped yes. off here last year. Yes, I do. Okay. Let me tell you, Taylor Montgomery is interesting because
1: at the beginning of last year he looked like Tiger Woods in two thousand ten. It was mm-hmm. really weird. And then he became I don't know what the heck happened, but he was basically getting demoted to very kept on the train. Took a little break since the Fortnite, five events, worst finished thirty-fifth, top ten at the RSM, thirteenth at the Sony, sixteenth at Zozo, um, and then thirty-one and thirty-five at WWT and Shriners. He actually puts ungodly well um, on these style of greens. He, I have to look at my stat because it closed. He gains, um, first of all, 0. 0.92 strokes on the field um, here um, in the last three years at the Amex. And then strokes gained putting is 1.27 on the field per round. That's in, per round. Think about that.
0: Yeah, I mean he's basically god tier until you get to um waste management, I want to say, if I remember correctly last year. Yeah. Um Taylor Montgomery played these first like 8 weeks just out of his ass. And so I don't hate it if you want to go to this route. I don't love the fact that he's 8100. If he was like mid, if he was like mid 7k, like I I would probably been on board. I but think if you a, flip him with even Will Torres's price, it's fair.
1: But seeing a yeah. eight in front of that is a little yeah. extreme.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of scary. Again, just because you're reliant on basically last year and then one week of play, or maybe two weeks if you want to include RSM. I agree. Um, so, so it's an option, especially if you want to be different. Uh, but there's a lot of risk just inherently involved with that play. I agree. All right. Uh, do we want to have top three, or do you just want to list a couple guys you like, or should we go right into the 7K?
1: Yeah, I mean, in reality, Eric Cole is going to be number one, I think, for everybody here. Yep. Um, for me, Eric Cole, I think if, and this is a big if, if Wyndham Clark plays like he did the end of last year, he will be number two for me. I haven't seen it yet. Finished yep. 19th at the Hero, which is very scary. Um, So I'm going to go Eric Cole. I think Cam Davis has a really good chance to perform really well here with the birdies. And I think it's between Siwu and Hadwin for me in terms of who the safer pick is. Um, Siwu and Hadwin both have, unfortunately, some volatility of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that and, and I have that thought as well. When it comes to mine, um, I agree. Eric Erico's number one. I'm gonna actually put Putnam at number two, um, in in this range for me. And then I think third is probably, it's probably Hadwin. I kind of like Batia, but I again, I I think the. 3a 3b at that point i don't fully blame you um the biggest challenge is just making sure you have the the money to get as many guys in this range as you can i do i do think once you get into this next range there's a teardrop um there might even be a teardrop like below eric cole at 8800 depending on who you ask yeah um but i but i think it starts to really fall off and fall off fast here once once you get into the 7k range which
1: great segue we'll get into uh steven jaeger 7900 who three months ago was 10,900 so it's really weird to see him here
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then it's a pretty deep field all things considered but it is your favorite man gary kigo at 7k um there's some dogs in here i mean the fact number one let's just put it this way the fact that daniel berger who has not played golf in over a year and a half is above will zalatoris is the scariest and yet most funny thing I've ever seen in my life. It is so good. (laughs) Ignore both of them. If you put Zalatoris in, you're a moron. You need to see. And again, if you're in like, if your 10 buddies get together, you're in a DraftKings lineup, it's for a dollar. Throw them in there. Have fun. But the guy has finished last at the Hero and third to last in Sony. And that's with positive approach numbers. Now we're getting into an effing putting contest.
0: It makes... No sense. I, I I would not touch Will Zalatoris until I'm trying I'm trying to I want to say waste Gusta. management. Well, waste management. What's what's also down there that I that I can't think of. What's in California? Um, right around waste management.
1: Uh, are you asking schedule wise? Yes. Okay. In California, we go farmers and we go AT and T, which is Torrey Pines and then Pebble. Um, so there's two, and then that's waste management right after that.
0: What's after waste management? Genesis Tigers. Genesis. So I probably wouldn't touch uh, Torres until at least Genesis, at the absolute minimum. And then it, 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 beyond that, I I could you could convince me to go all the way to the Masters.
1: But let me preface this: we're both Will's Alatorre fans. We oh, dude, to I loved him. him. Well. I've, we, I loved him a couple years ago. He was great. He is just awesome. Um. Yeah. Anyway, just don't touch him. Moral of the story. Yeah. Alex Norin. Why the heck is he 7,800? Again, the pricing on this is so interesting because he's nine of ten on cuts. The only one he's missed in the last year was Fortnite. Now his finishes, Sony, it's Hawaii. It plays nothing like this. Still made the cut in 42nd. Before that, 23rd and a runner-up at Butterfield. He has so many 66s, 67s, 68s, and 69s. That's an average of what, four under? That's you know, you know, 12 under minimum, if he just plays average by the cut line, you're going to see a made cut right around 7,500. I just want a made cut. Doesn't make sense. He's got the accuracy. He puts pretty well, not great, not bad. He's going to make the cut. That's all that matters.
0: He he was top five on th- after Thursday at Sony, too. He just didn't yeah. play great on the weekends. He just kind of fell back to the middle. Mm-hmm. So it, it it makes sense. Uh, one of the names I will mention is, oh my gosh, where's he at? Uh, I'm going to talk about Christian Bezuidenhout at 7,300. Yes. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. Um, he's not going to kill it off the tee, but he has great approach play, and uh, he's really well known for his putter. He's what top three on tour in terms of putting, top five overall. Yeah, like he's. Oh, uh, he, I don't know. that got, offhand,
1: he, he struggled a little bit at the end of last year, but yeah. I, while you talk about him, I will get you some more firm stats.
0: Okay, I he he I I generally think of like him and Denny McCarthy as some of the best putters on tour. Can'tley, um, Can'tley's so, can't a good one as well. But again, that's why I said top three to five. Um, I gave myself a little bit of leeway there. The other guy I'll mention is Brandon Wu. I want to say he's seventy three hundred as well. Yeah. Um, he finished t eighteen at Sony. He's fifteenth on tour right now in strokes gained approach. He's also twenty sixth on tour in driving accuracy. Biggest challenge is that his putting is streaky, um, which I understand, again, bleeping putting contest, but if as long as his putting doesn't kill him here, I think he's got a good chance to to hang around, and especially if he's your fifth or sixth guy, um, you just really want a nice made cut and a solid week out of him. Um, let's see. Rio um, hits a Sune 7,500. Um, again, he played well last week. He was T30. I don't blame you if you want to go back to him this week. Again, being seventy five hundred is a little sad in my eyes. Um if he was, you know, seven K, potentially sixty nine hundred, then I think I would have been way more on board. Um so I fact, took
1: forty units from the books last week on Rio.
0: Yeah, I th- I think we I think we nailed him in so hard that unfortunately it uh, the, the the sports books took notice and now they're now they're mad at us. They're they're bumping him up in terms of price. So, I get it. 7500. I would have loved this price to be down about five, six hundred bucks personally.
1: I think it's unfortunately, unfortunately fair. Um, just to give a little bit more context to Bez, he was 43rd in overall putting, but had a above stroke skin in the field in every major category. The yeah. only one, um, that he had less was birdie or better, um, conversion, which was a 30% clip, which put him at 150. Other than that, he's top 45 50 in every category
0: so he's doing fine yeah yeah he's 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 a great putter and so especially on a on a contest or on a in a contest like this uh in a field like this he's gonna be just fine
1: oh for sure um i think a couple of guys first of Rio, my man i love yep. you 70 well, 75 overall um adjusted after this week which is awesome he's great he's you know I, i'll speak enough um Thomas Dietree, welcome back to the Turn Dog Golf Podcast. It's been a minute since I said your name. I need to take a break. He has looked really good lately. Um, 28th at the RSM. Um, played some world tour events. He's doing pretty well. He's a cut machine. We talk about 7,600, right around my 7,500. Just make the dang cut.
0: I was gonna say you you and Thomas Dietrich had like a like a three to five month like divorce going on there for a little bit there. You guys were on non speaking terms. You couldn't say his name out loud. You know it was like Bloody Mary kind of deal where if you said it too many times there was there was you know pulling up in your dreams. So hey, it's nice to see you to back on. Yeah. yeah,
1: Thomas Dietrich, welcome back to the squad. Just make the cut and I'm happy. Um, Davis Thompson hasn't looked amazing but made cuts. I yeah. would ignore him because he doesn't score well. Yeah. Um, Matt Kucher has, I know, trust me, let me preface, fully frickin' aware of what just happened last week, fully aware, but he gains strokes on pretty much every major category at this event um, over the last
0: 27 rounds. So, does well. Uh, Matt Matt Kuchar, by the way, uh, on Thursday, gained three strokes putting at Sony. On Friday, he lost 6.2 strokes putting. Go Matt Kuchar, no wonder you shot like plus five on Friday. You asshole, you suck. Um no, but I was that, that's just salty me because I had him top twenty and he was in good shape and threw it all away. Um, yeah, it
1: happens. Um, since you took my guy Rio, sorry. shame on you. Take all my guys that I like. Every single guy, I'm like, yeah, sixty four hundred. Three weeks later, you're like, yeah, it's my guy Rio. i just kidding. Um, uh, Ben Coles, another guy that I talked about last week, didn't end up pulling the trigger on him top forty, but told you to put him in your lineup. Fifty two on your PGA Tour debut for the year pretty dang good one round 371 but other than that had rounds of 66 and 67 um in the rsm which i apologize which is debut 63 66 and pairs of 67s that boy can score and at 7100 um, I would say that's a guy that you got to get in your lineup in terms of some DFS points.
0: Yeah, I uh, I actually didn't hate uh, going to Ben Cole's this week. If you wanted to, at seventy-one, and he just didn't fit in my lineup personally. Well, we're not there uh, yet. Well, yeah, I'm gonna give it away though. I don't I don't mind. He didn't fit for my lineup, but if if you were looking at somebody towards the seven K ish range, I think he's one of the best options down here.
1: I think he's probably the best um, in terms of yeah. my eyes. Maybe uh, and this is just recency bias, but I did talk about him a little last week. Matthew Pavon, the Frenchman. Um, unfortunately, I should have taken the freaking Frenchman bet. I knew it. I talked myself out of it because it's a rookie. Whatever. Screw yourself, Jack. Um, he finished seventh at the Sony with um, 266s and 267s. That boy can score 7,200. Yep. He hasn't missed a cut. Um, He missed two on the DP World Tour back in September. He's doing just fine. Put him in your lineup at 71. Um, I think you're just, it's safe. You're fine. Go have some fun. Live your life. Um, Nicholas Lindheim is another one that's going to be a name. You're like, what the heck? Who the heck is this guy? 11 for 11 on cuts um, on DFS and DraftKings. He's had a couple more. I know his weird thing on DraftKings. It doesn't make sense. It's all PGA Tour and corn Ferry. Uh, RSM 28th, Shriners 28th, Sanderson 43rd. He's like pretty good. All he's got to do is make a cut and he's been doing that really good clip. So I think, um, you're going to have some success there.
0: There you go. All right. Uh, let's jump into the 6k range here. Do you got a, do you got a couple of guys that you like in this range? Cause there's probably like three or four guys that stand out to me at yeah. this point.
1: Let me just, <laughs> let me just get my clip on. First off, Matthew Neesmith, 6,700. Um, finished 80th, um, barely squeaking the cut at the Sony again, 7,500. Just make the dang cut. Give me some points for four days. Outside of that on traditional courses, I know Hawaii is just a different ball game. 20th at the RSM 15th at the Zozo 42nd at Shriners, 25th at Sanderson. He's been performing really, really well with a scoring average of right around 69. Um, that includes that 69, A couple over par rounds at the Fortinet, which didn't do him well. That was a hard course outside of that. But that's a minimum of 12 under, which at 67 is going to put him in contention for a cut. Um, I think that's a guy you can really go for. Um, Alexander Bjork, my guy, the Scottish and the um, uh, Open. I want to call it British Open, but I know I can't anymore. Um, Didn't look great. Didn't score. I am telling you right now, even though I really love the guy, you can't bet him. He yeah. does not score deep. So like, that's a name we've probably seen before.
0: Don't do it. Do not do it. Do not do it. There you go. Um, uh, oh, go, go ahead. Go for it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off because I want to talk about it. Maverick McNeely at 6,900. Um, I understand that if you looked at him at all, probably middle of last summer, you might have cringed and hurt yourself because uh, of how bad he was playing. and he, he was injured. Yeah, he had injury challenges. He was dealing with a lot of stuff. I, he seems fairly healthy now. Um, he again, fifty-seven at RSM and also fifty-seven at Sony. But at Sony, he shot sixty-nine twice and sixty-eight twice. So he's he's slowly coming along with it. He is somebody that when he was at the peak of his game was known basically just for his putting. Um, so I don't hate going to him at this price point of sixty-nine hundred, especially if you're uh, if you're digging down in this range. Two guys that. I want
1: you to absolutely fade like the wind. Number one, and it sucks that I have to say it because he's an Illinois boy. DeShot's Again, he sucked. He looked awful. He looked nervous. Yeah. He looked everything. My God, he looked absolutely volatile. Do not do it. Um, and the next one, which I know is 6K, but I know some people still like to, you know, dive in the bottom and try to load your lineup. Ryan Brem.
0: Not he, Michael Block. <laughs> Michael,
1: Michael. <laughs> he's gonna be a podcaster in like three months um love the guy that rooting for him not necessarily but his on uh, the american express field over the last four years his best strokes gain and that's from total to driving to approach his best is minus 0.37 per round do not look at anything else put him back the 6k just ignore it um I am hoping that his placement odds can come up so I can capitalize on that. Um, but I mean, Sony started with a 78. RSM started with a 74. Just don't do it. And also don't go to Kevin Kisner. Don't do that to yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joel Dahman, don't don't hate it if you want to go that route this week. Um, again, because it is a pro am, this is kind of a Joel Dahman style type of event where everybody can kind of lay back. He can, you know, wear his floppy hat and be the crowd favorite. Um, so don't hate it if you want to go to him at 6,600. Um, I'm going to mention a couple of young guys here. We have Chandler Phillips, who is 6,300. He's got three top tens in his last six starts. He's basically known almost entirely for his approach. Um, and, he's, and his biggest weakness is off the tee. But if you can get around that, like it, it's not entirely needed here for off the tee in terms of distance. It's just beneficial. Um, he's also got one of the greatest mustaches on tour outside of probably Eric Van Rien. If you look him up on the PGA Tour app, the thing is like '90s porn stash, spectacular. It is absolutely great. Um, the other guy I'll mention is 6,500. We have Nick Dunlap. He is a, I think he just turned 20. In all honesty, there. If you look him up on PGA Tour, he's not on there because that's how young he is. This guy is a child in every sense. Well, he's from PGA Tour U, so he doesn't have enough qualifying stats yet. Yes, exactly. Um, He does share a very specific special stat just with Tiger Woods. Um, They're both the only ones to win the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Junior Amateur. Uh, So, yes, he's basically been in a bunch of heated battles with the likes of Gordon Sargent and Adrian Dumont Chazaret. Charizard, whatever his name is. Uh, once he gets good enough, then he'll then he'll I'll learn his name. Until then, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he's also a top ranked amateur in the world currently. So at six thousand five hundred, he's an interesting odd. In all honesty, I like his odds better on FanDuel because he's the the minimum price at seven thousand on Fan.
1: Yeah, I mean the reality is if you're scrolling down here, something's gone awry, or you just loaded up your lineup. So pick your spots, do a half a minute of research, because, I mean, this event, they're projecting 27 under. So guys that are making cuts on the number at like two under on some events, you got to just take a look. I guarantee you there's going to be probably 25 rounds of 62 or better.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, like the, the the cut usually is somewhere in the realm of seven to ten under on this course. So if you if you pick a guy that can't make, you know, ten birdies in three rounds, don't don't pick him this week. He's he's got to be able to go low. If you if you got a guy that can't go low and is just going to shoot even par every day, save him for the Genesis, save him for the Masters, save him for something else. This is not when you use him here at the Amex. Yeah. So. All right, uh, into the DraftKings and the FanDuel lineups. Let's do it. DraftKings, Xander Schofley,
1: 10,900. I did it. I think he's so safe. He's going to get placement points. He has to. Um, Patrick Cantley, 10,800. He's going to get placement points. Those two guys are monsters. Um, Unfortunately, because I went the top route, which I just said kind of aggressively, maybe not to, um, Nicholas Lindheim at 7,300 is my next guy. So, little bit scary, but he's a cut machine. Just make it. Matthew Pavon, 7,200. Just make the cut. Ben Coles, 7,100. Just make the cut. And Matt Neesmith, 6,700. Go ahead and finish my sentence, Liam. Just make the cut. Just make, make the cut.
0: Four that, guys with cut. That is absolutely
1: terrifying. Here's what uh, I'm hoping for. All I really care about is getting the last spot on the green in terms of DFS. Just make my money back and a little bit of more. Cantley and Xander, as long as they get placement points and three out of the four guys at the bottom make the cut, I got that unlock. That's the reality of it.
0: Yeah, I think you're kind of relying you're relying on Cantley and uh, Xander to basically be like top twenty yeah. to top twenty five yeah. mm-hmm. and then and then you need three other guys to finish top sixty.
1: Oh dude, I don't even care. Just get me four rounds. I, I know they're getting me three, so it'll it's gonna help. Yeah. Um. In terms of you know DFS, Cutline's is the most amazing tool this week because it's three versus four rounds. Yep. But anytime I can get twenty five more points out of a
0: guy, it's gonna be huge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for my DraftKings lineup, I went a slightly a different style, but I ended up with the same outcome as you. Um. Uh, so I'm starting off with Sungjae M at ten thousand one hundred. Second, give me Minwoo Lee at ninety five hundred. 3rd give me Eric Cole at 8800 4th give me Andrew Putnam at 8000 5th give me Christian Biswedenhout at 7300 and 6th give me Chandler Phillips at 6300 so i have four guys i feel absolutely spectacular with i need one of those last two that that start with a c either christian or chandler to basically be half decent. And I think I stand a good chance of winning money this week.
1: So you had your choice at sixty seven or 6,300 of, like, Zach Johnson, any of the Cootie brothers. Aaron, Aaron
0: Baddeley. Josh Teeter. Josh Teeter. Prince
1: <laughs> um, Nettaker. You had guys down there, and you Upside. chose him. Upside play, yeah. Huh. For sure.
0: Again, three top tens in his last six starts, and he's known for his approach. That, that that's what that's what I'm looking at here. All right. I mean, I want I, I can go play Zach Johnson and he can finish 72nd. But that like this is not the week to do that. Like if I needed a guy to make the cut, you're right. I probably don't take Chandler Phillips. But I think he has the most upside in terms of guys in the, in that kind of a range and the chance that he has he can pop off and finish again, even like a T thirty. That's that's, right. that's 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 well, my goal. That's like my goal. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't have plus a out. million,
1: yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> my fandom lineup, pretty similar. It starts off with Cantley and Xander at the top again. I'm going the dynamic duo. I think one of those guys has a really good chance to win, maybe even both of them in a playoff. That'd be lovely. Um, I did go another top heavy pick, Justin Thomas, 11,400. I really like it. I think it could be a birdie fest, and I think as of right now, with this form, it looks good. Um, Ben Coles. Uh, Matthew Pavon and Matt Smith, all rounded out again. Pretty good lineup. I'm either going big or I'm going home. That's You, the
0: reason, you went top heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I went a little top heavy, again, with like the Chandler Chandler Phillips of the world. But, I mean, you you have me beat in the sense that you are really sticking to like two or three or four guys up top and hoping the rest work. Facts. Um, for my fan duel, I'm going to start off Patrick Cantley at 12,100. Second, give me Sung-J M at 11,600. Third, give me Minwoo Lee at 10,900. Fourth, give me Andrew Andrew Putnam at 9,900. Fifth, give me Brandon Wu at 8,500. And sixth, give me Stoneman Nick Dunlap 7,000. I felt pretty good about that lineup. Again, those top four guys I think are going to be spectacular. Um and Can't lay him Lee and Putnam. I just need one of the two of Brandon Wu and Nick Dunlap to not suck basically <laughs> is, is, at the end of the day i think and brandon I, was your safer bet there i, I agree Um, uh, but the other option was is i tried to find two guys at like 7600 and that's an ugly pairing so i like the concept of going Stone Men and then finding the best guy i could up top i was 100 points off of 8600 at that point then i think i could have gotten ben coles and i would have loved that but yeah just didn't work out i hear that All right, into the uh, bets we go. Well, okay, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) I had, over the last 48 hours, no internet and cable. So all I had to do was research golf and look at gambling, which makes me sound like a degenerate. I am. Um, So taking a look this week, I have 16 bets. Now, I'm not doing my 10-unit play this week. I'm just doing one apiece. I'm just doing one apiece. Caution is the wind, but, and Liam will agree with me without even seeing them, there's only maybe one bet in there that's scary. Like, just looking at names. Maybe. I, I'd say between two and three. Okay, so 13 to 14 of my 16 bets look good. That's yeah. the reality of it. So, yeah. let me just read through. And again, there's only one plus number, but at the end of the day, I am up 44.77 units on golf betting in the last five weeks, so you're welcome. Eric Cole, top 40, minus 150. I don't know what the heck whoever set these sets these odds. I understand, wow. but oh, oh, what the heck happened? Um, Xander Shoffley, top 20, um, is minus 160. That guy is lovely, and he's going to hit that. Patrick Cantlay. Top 20 is minus 175 um, right now. His line is currently set at 11th place. They're projecting him. So I'm going to take 20th and nine extra spots all the way to the bank. Um, Scotty Scheffler top 10 is minus 120. Um, I thought about going bet. 365 is like, you can bet 12, 13th, 14th. It's all weird. I feel confident. He's going to get top 10 and ties. That's the reality of it. He looks awesome. Uh, Min Woo Lee, top 40, minus 163. You're telling me a guy that has two wins in his last five starts is not going to finish top 40? Come on now. Be, be real. Um, Ryo Hisasune over Taiga Semikawa in um, matchup minus 175, top Japanese. Um, both of them finished top 30 at the Hero, which was awesome. And both of them have a win in their last nine starts, which is really good. Uh, Rio, his worst finish has been 45th over the last nine weeks. Tiger has two missed cuts in that a little bit more volatility. Um, and I think Rio has a little bit of an advantage. Pause. Whew. Thomas Dietrich over Adrian Dumont de Chassar. Um, I don't know what the heck happened with Dumont. You cannot finish 10 over par in an yeah. event that goes to almost 20 under par. That's the reality of it. I think he's scared. Now he's in his head. He's going against Thomas Dietrich, my made cut man. So I think over the course of it, it's going to win. Minus 225. Adam Hadwin, top 40, minus 105, which I think is really good odds. Um, actually, screw that. Eliminating that bet. Hold on, everybody. Um, I just took a look. And Adam Hadwin, to be 47th or better, is minus 20. Minus 120. Um, we're taking that to the frickin' bank. Um, so I love that. Whew. Alex Noren, to make the cut, is minus 200. Alex Noren is a machine, and yep. he should make the cut. Yeah. Dumb, uh, Minwoo Lee over Sam Burns again. Like we talked about, if Sam Burns goes out and wins this freaking tournament, good for him. But it's 50-50 whether he goes top ten or bottom ten, and if it's a flip of a coin, I'm taking that all day.
0: Sam Burns might go top ten and still lose to Minwoo Lee this week. That that's, would be
1: that's fantastic. my
0: fantastic. That's that's my thought on how on how Sam Burns could go. That would be
1: amazing and hilarious. Um, yes. Next is Justin Thomas, top thirty at minus one thirty-four. Justin Thomas has looked great. I'm riding the wave until it fails me. I'm um, taking that to the bank. Whew. Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, and Eric Cole made cut parlay is minus 102. Feed me that. I mean, Cantlay and Xander, we're talking about locks for 20th, basically. Yeah. Justin Thomas has looked awesome. And Eric Cole basically hasn't missed a cut since he was on Corn Ferry. So I don't know what the heck just happened, but I'm betting it to the bank. Next. Uh, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pretty high on them. Uh, <laughs> top 30 parlay is minus 120. That's got to be the lock of the century. It's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, prior to starting this podcast, Liam and I were having a conversation about Taylor Montgomery, who his odds opening were 40th or better. My face on reaction that you called me out on earlier was when I opened the app back up, it was 49th or better. So I got nine extra placement points in the last hour. Minus 120, take that to the bank. Troy Merritt beating Josh Teeter in round one is minus 120. Josh Teeter is 112 years old.
0: And it's just, that is not, that's not true. Josh Teeter is 44. He turned pro in 2001. Um, he has no career wins. And his OWGR, he's ranked 366th. It's, it's not the best.
1: And if you just casually watch golf, You know who Troy Merritt is. That's the reality of it. He's not winning any events, but minus 120 to beat a guy at 300, you know, come on, minus 120 there. And then last but not least, my only plus odds of the day, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Sung J.M., Patrick Cantlay, or Xander Shawley to win is plus 150. Positive odds for that is ridiculous to me.
0: Yeah, that one's a little crazy. Um, I do think that one's risky, again, just because you're betting five guys against 160, um, which is a little terror, I guess, 155 in that case. Um, again, there's there's a few of them that, that 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 give me a little bit of concern, but all things considered, I think you could easily hit 10 to 12 on this one, pretty much in your sleep. At least that would be the thought. Yeah. Uh, for my bets, my first one, Josh Teeter, top point. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Hold on, I gotta find out those odds. But you talk about that now, I'm interested. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I have a few of the same bets Jack has. Um, so I'm doing six of them this week. Again, I'm doing a few more than usual, but it works. Uh, I've got Patrick Cantlay top 20 at minus 175. I've got Minbu Lee top 40 at minus 163. I've got Andrew Putnam 46th or better at minus 120. I've got Alex Noren as the top Swede at minus 140. He's got to beat Alexander Bjork and David Lingmurth. I feel pretty good about that. Um, I've got Rio Hishikune over Taiga, Taiga. Taiga Semikawa. Semikawa, thank you, minus 175. And then I have Thomas Dietrich over Adrian dumont Chazaret mm-hmm. at mi- at minus 225. Again, once he doesn't finish dead last in the tournament or next to last in the tournament, I will bother to learn his name. Until then. He's just Adrian Dumont to me. Yeah, he's uh, just
1: questionable. It sucks because he's Illinois and I've watched him. Um, Josh Teeter, plus
0: 1,100 for top 20. Wild card pick. Let's go. No, just, no I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, Jack. Are we going to go to winners or wild picks? Um, well, I think you know where my winners is going to start. Yeah. Um,
1: so I'll just go. It is Xander Shoffley. It's He's plus 1,000. I really like it. There was a bet. I wrote it down and I think I sent it to Liam in a picture that it was I was torn between Cantlay and Xander, between one of those two guys. Um, either or if you wanted to get risky is plus 425. So pretty much cuts your odds a little over half. Um, and then I did go Matt Kuchar, um, 12,120 to one. Um, I think that with the strokes over the course of the last seven years of this event it's higher than the field now granted he just looked awful on friday i'm hoping he had a stomach bug or something like that or maybe his, one of his kids was yelling at him all night but the reality is history oftentimes repeats itself and if he could just get there he always has a chance he's one of the greatest players of all time now maybe not top 10 was what i'm saying let's everybody pause when you heard that but yep. he's going to go down and probably get in the golf hall of fame he's really that good
0: yeah 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 un- un- unfortunately again maybe he had too much to drink on at, during the sony after his good round on thursday who knows what he was doing but
1: so the luau doing some uh sake bombs
0: yeah exactly there you go so i i love the xander pick um again if i could afford to take these guys more than once um i love xander this week but again the guy i like this week I mostly like on these West Coast swings. I think he fits a lot of courses well. I think Xander can fit at a lot of different courses, so I'm kind of saving them. Um, I'm gonna go with Sungjae Im as my first winner this week. His odds are plus two thousand. Um, I feel great about him, and then my other winner's pick is gonna be Andrew Putnam at plus five thousand. So again, I have I'm a little bit more in the middle in terms of in terms of Jacks. He took a plus one thousand and a plus twelve thousand. Um, I took a plus two thousand and a plus five thousand.
1: So And again, for anybody that doesn't know, PGA tour fantasy rules. We're not like those other doofuses on Twitter taking the five biggest guys and then two flyers and calling it our bets. Um, we're using these guys between one and three times, depending on who you follow along throughout the entire year. So that's the
0: reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, I think to start of the year, first first two weeks for for Sony and Century, I've got a second place and a in a fourth place, I want to say. So I'm that's I'm starting. I'm starting off a little decently. We'll we'll see how long that, that, that continues on before I inevitably hit a nice little speed bump.
1: <laughs> it happens.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, wildcard picks?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is going to be probably guys you've never heard of before, and that's mm-hmm. why it's a wildcard pick. Um, Scotty Shuffler. Okay. Uh, Alexander Scoffley. And okay. Patrick Cantlay. I can't really make up for that one. Yeah. Top 10 parlay plus 692. Biggest three names in the field all three guys that have capabilities and more than likely, I mean, they should hit it. I think they're all projected to be right around even money or in better in some cases for top 10. Um, So I think if those three guys just do what they're supposed to do, that is a shot come Sunday.
0: I thought about doing a, uh, because my winner's picks were Sung Jan Putnam. Um, Admittedly guys, I'll tell you now, I had a top uh, 40 odds on Seamus power at plus two hundred before he withdrew just at the start of the episode. Uh, so when I was scrambling through, I almost did a parlay of Jae Im, Andrew Putnam, and Scotty for top twenty, uh, but I avoided it and I just I I went I went Adam Hadwin top twenty at plus two hundred. Um, it's not flashy, it's not pretty, but again, I I want a little bit of skin in the game in terms of Adam, in terms of Adam Hadwin. I want to see how he does this week. Um, and this will be kind of my version of keeping an eye on him to see if I want to bet him at all to start the year.
1: I like it. I think Adam had one, like we talked about, gain strokes. Average position was 12.6, and that didn't
0: work too well with Matt Kucher last week. Yeah. It's a new week, and I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, if there's nothing else there, we will leave you to it. We, next Go week, we...
1: follow us on Twitter for more picks.
0: And TikTok. You can follow us on TikTok too at Turn TurnDogs, at Turn Dogs Pod. So that's yeah. another option. Um, all right. Next week we have the farmers insurance open. So we're we're going a little bit back towards n- normalcy, I guess. Um, I know that the field isn't quite as strong during that tournament, but we will leave you guys there. We will see you next Monday. Bet safe, bet smart. Continue to win some money, and we will talk to you next week. Doses.